Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports. Oh, so good. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one. Did they blow their butt out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't? The Sinner and the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the Radio.com app. It's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080TheFan.com. Hour two of the Sinner and St. If you miss anything from Hour One podcast available, uh, just go and uh, you'll find it when you clean out the bottom of your fish tank. Thank you. I'm a genius. Social media, uh, websites, uh, radio.com, 1080thefan.com. We're Tumblr. on Tumblr. Are we on Tumblr? Yeah. Didn't we get blocked because of all the graphic nudity? Oh. Does Tumblr still allow that? Oh, right. That it's was that Twitter. last guy that worked for our show. Yeah. Yeah, Will something? Will. Wait. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Jed. Oh, Jed Huey? That's right. Jed Huey! Famed assistant producer Jed Huey, who uh, posted all great. those nudes on our Tumblr account. Yeah, but he also wrote a lot of the content for the show. That's why we've been so uh, so light yeah. lately, you know. It's a weird relationship with Jed. Uh, well, but he went back to his uh, first passion, which is, you know, selling used jet skis. And uh, he's doing just fine. So if anybody's wondering how Jed's doing, <laughs> he's good. There's people, uh, there's people stalking outside of our... Oh, picking up dog poo outside. Oh, you thought somebody was uh, threatening you or something? I didn't know what was going on, but uh, people stopped right outside of the window. For those of you that don't know, we are on the Willamette River uh, down here in our studios at Entercom. Our studio boat. And there is a a lovely walking path that goes right along the river. The only thing that separates us uh, from being wet is this uh, walking path. It's very rare that people stop. Every once in a while, somebody stop and wave in. Uh, two people stopped, and over my shoulder, I could see them. I didn't know what was going on. I look over, just picking up dog poop. So the only time I can remember that somebody stopped and did something outrageous was the, uh, and I'm going to use the proper term so you don't freak out, the cyclist feud yes. that we had. It's not or a biker feud. Time had. A biker feud is a very different thing than the a cyclist, cyclist feud. feud. Yeah. It was that Suk was on air, and then some guy, uh, once uh, the whole cyclist feud had happened, came to our studios and went right outside the window and started banging on the glass and yelling at Suk. 
That's the only time I can remember somebody yeah. had like a serious interaction with anyone. I know where in you there. guys work. Yeah. Yeah, right here. Bring it on. Apologize. Apologize. What? For what? They threatened to decapitate like a cyclist. <laughs> Come on. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Drive around. Yeah. Drive around. Anyway. Get in your car. Um, Super Bowl 55 is tomorrow. It is. It's tomorrow. How do you decide who's going to win? I can tell you right now, Fiona the Hippo, she chose the Bucks. Oh, it's the Hippo. No, I thought there was some like... Uh... I thought it was like a rat or something that well, they do every year. Well, Wally the Otter is on the Chiefs. Rex the Dolphin is on the Chiefs. Okay, Nick that's it. Yeah. the Dolphin. Nick the Dolphin is uh, split. He went uh, Kansas City, but then the aquarium uh, guys went uh, went with the Chiefs. Uh, Rudy the Dolphin went Chiefs. Hold on Winter a second. the Dolphin went Bucks. Wait a minute. That's three Dolphins now? Yeah, that's some aquarium. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Buffet. The manatee is on the box. Hank the manatee is on the Chiefs. That is a mean Jane name for a, man, a manatee. <laughs> Jane the river otter is on box, but Pippi the river otter is on the Chiefs. I mean, this aquarium is just split. Sid the wolverine is on Team Tom Brady. That's important to know. Bubbles the hippo went Chiefs. So you'll remember from earlier from a different zoo, Fiona is with the box. So the hippos are split. So wait, how many hippos were there at that last zoo? Just a one. Okay, just one two hippo. Di- two different zoos. <laughs> one hippo each. Two uh, different hippo picks. Yeah, a goat picked uh, Pat Mahomes over the goat, Tom Brady, which okay. is interesting to know. Jai the, uh, the what Snake? is it, Sumerian tiger? What is that? Oh. Sumatron tiger? I don't know. So that? can I ask you for a second, how many oh. more animals do you have on this He's list? He's on the Chiefs. Um it's a lot of animals. That's all the animals. Oh, okay, that's the last good. one. That's literally the last one. <laughs> so I'm doing it fast. Sounded like you were gonna go for this whole segment, yeah. just listing off animal yeah. Super Bowl picks. Yeah. There, are, there are, look, this is. I'll credit the Tennessean for that list of animals. There are many more. There are you know slam dunking otters and and puppies and whatever. Everybody's got their way of picking the Super Bowl. That's right. How far? How far do you have to go with a Super Bowl pick for it to come? And here's my beef: to become a bold. Prediction. I've seen the headline. CBS Sports has their bold predictions oh. for the Super Bowl. NBC has their bold Super Bowl. Click here. Our predictions are bold. There's two teams playing in the damn game. There are two teams playing. How far do you have to go? How nuanced and detailed? How much analytical data do you have to have behind your Super Bowl pick when 35 animals have selected who they think is going to win the Super Bowl? How far does Phil Simms need to get into the nitty-gritty to make his pick bold? Okay, so while I totally agree with your take in terms of just who's going to win the game, I have seen the bold headline pick. But it's for prop bets. Yes, and it's the and new that one. I can get on board. Really? With. I can get on with What's the prop so bets. What's so bold one? about going? Listen, I've analyzed the weekend and the way he does it. He's going to do three original songs or over. I guarantee. How bold am I to pick that Tom Brady's going to throw for less than 278 yards because that's the over/under? Okay, here's a good prop bet bold pick. Okay, for tell you. me. Tell me what is a bold prop bet pick? How many points do you think Tom Brady? The teams that Tom Brady has been on okay. have scored in the first quarter of Super Bowls. Ooh, um, I'm going to say low, Bob. Uh, do we have a number? Do we have an I over have under? one in my head. 
It's you, a fact, yeah. But I didn't yes. imagine it. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. But this is not a bold prediction. So he scored. And is it an average or a total? It's a total. The total in nine Super Bowls that mm-hmm. he's played in so far. Right. To, Twenty-eight points. Three. Wow. Okay. There you go. So what's Here's the bold, a bold prediction? Bet. Okay. I think that I'm going to bet X amount of money that the Buccaneers will score first. That's a bold prop bet with that stat. Is it lined up okay, against what you know? Tell me what. Yes. Now tell me why you're picking it. What? Well, I, I'm not going to pick it. I'm just saying. Chiefs, <laughs> no, because the Chiefs always get scored on first. Look, bro, it's not my bold pick. Their last game, they're down nine nothing <laughs> to the Bills. Last year's last year's playoff, they were down double digits to every single team they played on. It's not that bold. You're picking something that might happen. It's not bold. Now, what a bold pick would be is is if. If um, let's say Howie Long comes out and goes, if the if the Buccaneers don't score first, I'm shaving my entire body on Twitch or whatever. No, oh, like see. if you back it up with something bold, that's the only thing that makes the, the the thing bold. If a player comes out, if Joe Namath comes out and goes, I guarantee we win Super Bowl three. That's a bold prediction, but come, it's a bold guarantee. It's not even a prediction. That's a bold statement predictions are almost never bold when it's like, I think this might happen. I'm so bold. Shut up. That is pretty bold to guess. Okay. Here's a good guess. Okay. Are you ready for this prop? A bet? bold prediction. You ready for this? Sure. A guarantee is a bold statement. Here we go. It's going to be big. Go ahead. It's going to be big and bold. Make it bold. I predict that Tom Brady will throw a interception oh, on his first possession. Oh! How much money do you man? want to put on that? How much money do you want to put on that? I would put five bucks. Give me five. Okay. Check that. Give me 350. <laughs> I'll put 350 on that. But then it's not a bold prediction. Now you've made a bold wager. Now who are you to say what is bold? If it is a prediction with zero consequence. Right. It can therefore not be bold in any way. So you're saying there needs to be consequence attached. Yes. Like, like Jay Glazer's like, all right, yep. I have put like, I, I have gotten a cash advance on my mortgage yes. and I am now putting all of my money on this insane prop yes. or like mattress Mike, right? Yeah. Or yeah whatever mattress that guy's Mike. Is. There's a bold, yeah. but yeah, that, I but think it was three and a half million dollars. He's putting it's a on a bold that. wager. A prediction is just, I think this might happen. Here's my here's my stats sprinkled over why I think this will happen. How you know, bold am I? But you know something? I think this speaks to the larger point of what the NFL and what sports has become now. Because but, you're totally right. Predictions in games are not considered bold anymore because there's so much anymore? noise in the media. Yeah, but it, but it also goes to what you said, which is, you know, I read Twitter, I look at headlines, and... I, I decide whether or not I'm going to click on something based on the headline. But there are so many voices just like yours and mine. I mean, sure. we are pretty unique, but <laughs> I mean, we're pretty badass. Yes. But there are so many voices just like yours and mine that can make this same pick over and over and over again. Yep. And that's why there's such a massive prevalence of gambling culture in media discussion. Now, it's also just because of the fact that people really enjoy gambling. Sure. But totally. It's like what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, right? What the hell are we going to talk about with one game for a week and a half? You're going to run out of oh. subjects pretty frigging quick unless yep. you start talking about prop bets, unless you start talking about dudes like Matt, uh, Mattress Mike putting down three, uh, three and a half mil. And he does this every year. On these crazy, but it still gets talked about. Well, yes, but that's it's al- the thing. It's also a, a promotion for him. 
Sure. I'm going to give away all of this furniture. Guess what? People buy a lot more mattresses from Mattress Mike right ahead of the Super Bowl. So you're saying he, I, I think he's penciled I, it out and it works for Mattress Mike, but we talk about it every year because we forget that he did it last year. I understand your gripe, okay. but I think you also have to acknowledge that this is what sports is now. Bold predictions are now attached with gambling. And their opinions. It's totally what it is now. Sure. It's because there are so many friggin' voices in the room that there's nothing else that you can really talk about except for the minutia of betting. Can I give you a bold prediction? You can. I think that if Jordan Kent wore a mustache, he'd be more respected. That's oh, my prediction. I disagree. Oh, he'd look great with Jordan a mustache. Jordan Kent and a mustache Jordan's, would not oh, be attractive. Oh, it would be great. No. That's my bold prediction. It's bold. You can't criticize it. I put the tag bold on it. So now all we need is Jordan Kent to grow a mustache. Start it on Twitter. Get it going out there. A campaign. I could probably Photoshop a mustache on him. Do it. Then I'll again, you would probably good. quit texting me if I did that. Because we talk all the time. Sure. <laughs> but but this can't be this can't be a, a thin wispy prince mustache. Okay, it's got to go full on like uh, like a, to, like a Sam Elliott kind of thing, like real yeah, thick, like full on bold Tom Selleck mustache, like a Carl Weathers Magnum, maybe. Yeah, Carl. Yeah. He could do a, a early Carl Weathers mustache. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know about that. Jordan's all about the uh, clean cut. I understand that, but I'm I'm telling you, if he wants if he wants to like really own the broadcast world, mm. dude, he comes out he comes out with a big old soup strainer, dude. Watch out, I, he'd outgrow the Blazers. We'd miss him, but dude, you want to get on national broadcast? Mustache. Text line five zero three two five zero ten eighty. It's mattress Mac. Jesus, sorry for messing that guy's name up. Mac Jesus. No, no, it's it's Mac, Mattress Mac. I apologize, Texter, for getting the uh, gambling degenerates uh, who every single year uses this week and a half to promote his business. I I apologize for getting his name wrong. Well, there is a um, Mattress (laughs) Mike. He's down in uh, Goleta, California. Oh, did you Google him? He is not bold. No. Mattress Mac, he is bold. And you know what uh, Mattress Mac's name is? Hmm. Jim. Is there Mac anywhere in his name? Jim McIngvale. So there's not even a Mac in there. No. A Mick is something else. Mick Invale. Mick Invale. 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 That's uh, that's your mattress Mac. All right. (laughs) Talk about more stuff. Did that segment go how you thought it would? I think it did, yeah. Because you had had a grand plan. Yeah, no, listen. I still still (laughs) think that the bold, bold prediction, bold wager. I will, hey, you can make a bold wager, but it's not a bold prediction unless you back it up with something. All right. And that's stats. You need to back it up. Put something on the line. Give me some numbers. Yeah. Don't give me numbers. Oh, no. Don't give, give me, me numbers. Give me some consequence. That's you want right. to be bold? I want consequence. I want to see Nate Burleson pick the game wrong and then have to go, like, you know, jump into a vat of ketchup or something. You want some uh, David Blaine kind of stuff. Yeah. We need something uh, significant. Uh, how bad of a coach was Matt Patricia? Next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Man, you're in a real country mood. Uh, actually, the funny thing was I picked these songs last week. I was very much in a country mood last week. Uh, this is uh, this is John Prine. He's actually from Chicago. The old, uh, you know, singing postman. It's always weird to me when I hear John Prine because I always immediately, my brain goes, oh, is that Bob Dylan? Oh, wait. Because <laughs> they really do. They sound alike. Yeah. Very like alike. Yeah. But yeah, last week I was uh, very much in the uh, this this mode. And then I came in to grab the music this week. I was like, oh, I already got some in there. We didn't ah. use it. We didn't use it last ah. week. We didn't communicate well before the show. No, we didn't. Yeah, well, you know what? Usually I can uh, try to avoid you as much as I possibly can. Then we end up uh, we end up talking on the air. So it's, yeah. yeah. Well, and then I'm always uh, getting ready for the golf show next year. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. I mean, I'm I'm gonna lose you big time uh, next week. I mean, I know that most of your focus goes into that. It's literally 30 weekends where I just prep for the golf show. <laughs> <laughs> That's the entire thing. Um. So the quarterback carousel is already as bonkers as it's ever been um, a few years ago when the whole Kirk cousins leaving Washington and getting paid all that money to go into replacing a guy that took them to the NFC championship game in case Keenum was bizarre. But the blockbuster trade happened this week where you had Matthew Stafford leaving Detroit and going to the Rams. I'm sure you guys probably talked about this already this week, but one of the more staggering things in that story is that on the list of teams, that Matt Stafford refused to be traded to was the New England Patriots. Yeah. How terrible was Matt Patricia at head coaching at football that he prevented Matthew Stafford from wanting to go to New England? Matt uh, Matt Patricia was uh, brought back into the coaching fold in New England after being fired from Detroit. And you have Matt Stafford going, no, I don't want anything to do with that. Well, and you know something? I kind of went on a roller coaster ride with this where I was like, I had that same opinion, that gut feeling of like, geez, Matt Patricia doesn't know how to relate to quarterbacks. You know, he went in there and just told the team in their first team meeting, like I'm handling defense. That guy's handling offense. If you're on offense, don't talk to me. I'm either eating or I'm coaching. Yeah. Uh, but the second thing I thought was, well, he was coaching the Detroit lions <laughs> and that's never worked out well for really 
anybody, especially yeah. Jim Caldwell, who did really well there and then got fired. And then most people that even get fired there go on to have pretty good careers afterwards. So it's like I couldn't really tell between who was at fault here or if I'm just blaming the Detroit Lions and how terrible of an organization they are. And it so speaks to the fact that they hired Dan Campbell. Yeah, well, it so uh, yes. speaks to this, it doesn't very, it? The it very, very much does. Yeah, that they went with Matt Patricia, who was the ultimate understated tough guy. That yeah. at least he like he presented himself like that to the media, and then you were like, you know what? He was too understated. Yeah, I want overstated. outward tough yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, I want tough guy. He's going to talk about biting knees off. Yeah, I want somebody that's going to punch his players when yes. they do something wrong and when they do something right. Yeah. And the other thought I had, too, was that, like, oh, well, Matt Patricia's head coaching career is over then. Like, if this is happening where he gets fired from the Lions and then you have Matt Stafford basically saying, like... Dude, that guy's toxic. I don't want anything to yeah. do with him. But, again, if you're a quarterback in the NFL and you're looking at where can I have success, and if you look at New England and go, eh, where the most successful, even if Tom Brady rattles off Five Super Bowls with Tampa Bay, he will still not have won as many Super Bowls that he won in New England with Bill Belichick. Yes. So the option of going there, if you have an arm left on your body, unlike Cam Newton, you should be able to have success. Well, and you want to talk about like a uh, toxic situation that I'm guessing is going to happen in this next season. How is it going to go with Jared Goff? Yeah. Oh, my god! What a landing place for Jared Goff. What, what a, a weird... horrible situation for that guy. Like, I mean, I feel bad for him because of the fact that you went to Los Angeles. You got paid an S ton of money. That's not what I feel but bad about. But he earned the money. He, I mean, he was a pro he bowl quarterback back-to-back years. He right. took the team to a Super Bowl. But I mean, you have a relationship with a head coach that was probably more unique than anybody else's in the league. Maybe and just I, played a playoff yeah. two rounds of the playoffs with a broken thumb. Like I can't think of a head coach and a quarterback besides maybe Brady and Belichick, but even that relationship was a little bit strained. It was closer than what McGoff and uh McGoff. McGoff. Oh McGoff. Oh McGoff there. That uh Goff and McVay had. But think about the roller coaster that guy's going on. Yeah. He literally just got divorced from McVay because McVay was putting out signals yeah. in the media of like yeah, we need marriage counseling. Yeah, I don't think I want this guy as my quarterback anymore. Fast forward one week. Yeah, I want to trade this guy and go get a veteran so I can actually win a Super Bowl, not just go to one. And how about the comments from Goff too, where he's like, I don't really I don't know what happened. Oh yeah. Like he 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 was he was the husband or wife in the relationship that went. I had I had no idea. I didn't even know he was talking to other gals. <laughs> I think that uh, Aaron Donald, I think I talked to the media. He was doing his uh, rounds yeah. where he was promoting some sports drink while sure. he was doing an interview. Hey, you know what drink you should drink? Sports drink. <laughs> it's great. You drink it, you be like me, sports drink. I forget who he was talking to this week, but he had had the, said the, uh, the same thing where he was yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, this is totally out of the blue for me. Like I was unawares yeah. as well, which kind of puts into question how well the Rams are run at this point, yeah. right? Like we always yeah. look at the Rams yeah. as like an incredibly well-run organization with, uh, with McVay being just this control freak and everything. But then you have two guys, one of which being the guy you actually traded saying, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't see this coming. And so I go back to like Jared Goff being in Detroit, dude, that is the worst possible situation you could go into after coming off of thumb surgery and now having a crisis of confidence. Sure. Cause you know, that guy's going to have a crisis of confidence. There. Can I ask you though, isn't that the best way to handle this? If you're the Rams organization, 
is not letting Goff know that they're trying to trade you? Because how often does it happen where, like, look how we're looking at the Texans and the Eagles right now. Yeah. Where there's no way that you have uh, Carson Wentz or Deshaun Watson go back to their teams and be happy about it. It feels that way right now, right? They're, they're, I cannot look into my crystal ball and make a bold prediction that you're going to see Carson Wentz or Deshaun Watson continue on with their teams, right? The way that the Rams did it, they kind of went, yeah, we we just traded him. <laughs> like, no, they never like said we're going cut. to trade him. We just traded him. Yeah. Like the, hey, he's the, gone. The, the, I like the way the Lions handled it, too. I'm actually not upset with the way the Lions handled it. Stafford's like, God, guys, I just I want a new start. And they're like, you've earned that. Cool. See ya. Well, and I think the Lions, more than anything else, it was track record. Like, of course remember what we did to Calvin Johnson and, and Barry Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. Uh, let, let's yeah. go ahead and try something different. But the, but you know what, though? The fact that the Lions actually learned something is kind of remarkable. Kinda impressive. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with those other the other quarterback situations around the NFL. But the way the Lions handled and I think the way the Rams handled it is probably a pretty good way to do it. It's like, yeah, we're going to trade our guy. Well, I think you'll see the same situation with Wentz. I think he will. Where he ends up in Indianapolis or Yeah, and you know, they got that young head coach who he didn't want to get into this mess. He probably just wants to move on from this crap as soon as possible. So I think they'll probably sit him down and just basically say, look. Where Where do you want to go? Yeah, where do you want to go? Give me a list. I will then tell you from the people that I have talked to and the teams I've talked to, here are the most realistic choices. This is the best thing we can do right now. Otherwise, you're going to sit out. It's going to make you look terrible. I'm going to trade you after six weeks when somebody is desperate, and you're going to fall into a terrible situation. Here, Give me the list. I'll give you one back. We'll make a deal. Just please get off of my team. But the Texans, the Lions, and the Eagles are all in the same position. So, I mean, the blueprint laid out. Now, granted, Wentz and Watson are much younger than Matthew Stafford, but they've all fired their coaches. Mm. They've all got a quarterback that doesn't really want to be there. It, just cut bait, man. Move on. Even if you have a terrible year, you're not going to fire a coach after a terrible season. You're not going to create these insane expectations for it, and you're going to end up with a high draft pick. Then that young coach, if you like him and the way he runs himself in the organization, let him take his own quarterback. We like, got go, to, yeah. go and be bad. Go be bad. We got to talk about the Eagles. Can I play the Nick Sirianni audio? Yes, please. From his press conference. Yes, please. I just I know it's old, but I just love it. No, no. Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team. That we have a smart football team here. And I know we have the the people in place to do that. The first part of that, smart is knowing what to do. We're going to we're going to know we're going to have systems in place that are easier to learn. All right, complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we, when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over, but we need to True have fact. systems in yeah. place, and we will have systems in place to do so. Why are you shouting at me? I think it's a thing where, like, you go into a situation. I've prepared the words that I'm going to say, so I'm yeah. going to say them at this volume. This is a volume that I'm going to speak with throughout this press conference because this is the volume that I feel is necessary to simplify things. To the the systems that they'll be easy to, and then talent, and then so. But you know the situation yeah. he was in, right? Yeah. Oh, it just, was the owner came up to him and was like, "I want you to go out there and exert strength." I want you to show strength. And he and Sirianni probably isn't like that. He's probably just a normal guy. Yeah. And he was like, okay, well, I can try that. And then he probably had a whole speech laid out and everything. He was like, 
Well, none of this is about showing strength. It's about uh, laying out to the media my five-year plan to try yeah. to get this team better. But I guess I'll just go out there and start screaming about whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, I feel bad for the guy, except at the same time, he took the job, yeah. which is another thing to talk about with Nick Sirianni. Like, really? Nick Sirianni? That's who you chose? Was the well that dry? Did nobody really want that job so bad that you went with Nick Sirianni? Dude, you can go across the NFL and do that whole thing. I mean, the one thing that we knew going into this coaching carousel, mm. Eric Bieniemy was going to be a head coach. Oh, right. Well, what? Oh, yeah. No, that didn't happen. No, it did not. No, it didn't. Two years in a row, it did not <laughs> happen. The, yes. The way that NFL teams hire head coaches yeah. baffles me. The and NFL, it, we're all about diversity sometimes. Unless, unless we can avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. The NFL. Uh, all right, let's 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 get back into the super big game. Number one. Talking Super Bowl parties. Super Bowl parties. It's going to be a weird year for it after this Sports Center update. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back in uh, Super Bowl tomorrow. Obviously, uh, with the state of the world, Super Bowl parties are going to look very different this year. That's right. Will darkens. <laughs> what are you doing for the Super Bowl? I think it's just going to be the wife and I hanging yeah. out, watching. What do you normally uh, do? Uh, usually I'll invite my brother over. I'll go over to my brother's house or we'll, uh, get the whole family together. It's just an excuse to, for them to just kind of everybody to get together. And I just watch the game and they do whatever. And <laughs> does your brother not watch the game? I, I mean, he watches it. He's kind of a passive sports fan now. Really? Yeah. He's kind of, he, I think he's lost interest in it. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, you get older and you get other interests and yeah, that's better. his life, I guess better things to do what would he what does he do without sports i mean how do you th- survive the day uh he makes a lot of money as a finance coordinator so yeah, i think he's kind of busy like doing cool stuff counting money riding <laughs> jet skis that's right i'm the creative one of the family jet setting oh that's, and that's, that's disappointing yeah, i know <laughs> slave me 
And when my mom tells uh, tells her friends that, yeah, they Will's very creative. Yeah, it's an open ended statement because they're like, oh, what does that mean? How's How's Will doing? You know, he's still doing that. He took a year to go to Prague to find himself. Yeah. Um, so, so Super Bowl, just you and the wife just watch it. Will she get into the game if it's oh, just yeah. a two of you? Oh, yeah, she'll get into the game. And she usually does get into, you know, she, she gets into sports if it has a local tie to it. But stuff like this, too. I mean, it's all about the commercials and the whole pageantry yeah. and everything. And it's the weekend, too, man. She loves the weekend. She loves the artist. <laughs> Is she always working for the week? Oh, the weekend, uh, the yeah, artist. That's right. Yeah. You know how it's spelled, right? I don't actually know how the weekend. Did it's he, not spelled the usual way. Did he get his face rebuilt? Recently? No, he got beat up. Oh, did he really? No, I think it's just makeup. <laughs> that guy's a weird looking dude. I I know very little about him. I know his hair used to be weird. Now his face is weird. That's right. Okay. He's all about making things weird about him. Is that? He's that, a good singer though. Is he? Good. You've heard Blinding Lights, haven't you? No, I don't even know what that is. I mean, I may have heard it, but I didn't go, oh, is that Blinding Lights by the weekend? I have no idea. Is that the one that they play, I assume, in the background of all the commercials for the weekend going to be the halftime show? Then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's sure. the one. Sure. Then the I've, song they promote with yeah. the artist on the commercial. Yeah, yeah that's where it. it's like he's driving around and like the song is playing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Right, sounds like a commercial. You didn't put two and two together there. Well, no, but I didn't know it was called Blinding <laughs> Lights. I didn't go, oh, Shazam, what is this song? I need to download it to my iPod so I can go for a run. Do you do that? No. Do you listen to or you see stuff on TV and you get the Shazam out on I your app like my, an old man? And, I I Tell do, me. No, but you know what? I, I I will say that I use my Shazam more, but I when I hear a song, I'm like, oh, I should play that for, as a show open. Hmm. I'll put it on there and then it just pins it for me. Oh. But I use the Shazam, and I uh, I like the Apple Music. Mm. So it'll automatically create a playlist on Apple Music. If I'm like, oh, I haven't heard this song in a while. Even if I know the song and the artist, I'll Shazam it, and then it just uh, bookmarks it for me. So what are y'all doing over there for uh, Super Bowl? You having the whole uh, Anderson so the Anderson An- troop come as over? As you know, the Anderson family has been uh, uh, connecting throughout the pandemic and All keeping tight. All 30 of them. There's 20 of us if the whole family gets together. But uh, oh, my, bro- my brother went to Mexico, so he's in full quarantine. So I don't know if he'll, he'll come. Uh, but, uh, That'd be an interesting Super Bowl party. In What's Mexico, that? like going to a bar because, you know, they probably oh, watch yeah. the Super Bowl in Mexico. That'd be interesting to like go to a bar in Mexico. For you know that. where I would like to watch the Super Bowl is in Australia or England. And I would like to get there because the it's broadcast around the world. But I would love to get and I don't know if they even do this, but I would love to get the Australian guys explaining football to you as you watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. I want to get that broadcast feed of them explaining to the population of Australia what's actually going on in the game. Well, I think they probably get Manson Romo. I, I would imagine Dude, yeah. they don't have their own guy like Deportes. Like, I, I think it's okay. it's English speaking, and I bet they get Manson and Romo. Then I it. want the redub of the Romanian <laughs> broadcast. Of like, it's the, I want somebody to retranslate the version yeah. where it's like, Here's what's going on in the football game. And yeah. you, I understand that you have not watched this. It is, it is kind of like rugby in these ways. And, well, and well, wouldn't I, it be like the Nickelodeon broadcast where Nate Burleson was like trying to explain certain <laughs> rules, right? <laughs> it's so. kind of like a knee injury. Yeah. Yeah. That's what hit I hit in the head. You that's, exa- there. that's exactly what I want. But I want the, uh, the European version of that or the or the Australian version. I want somebody to explain the game to me like I'm a child. Well, Super Bowl food, 503-250-1080. Text us in your Super Bowl food 
uh, I guess, menu, what you're going to be cooking. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a meat guy. You know me. I don't like meat anywhere around me. Yeah. Uh, but we are doing nachos. Yeah, nachos are a good way to go. Hell yeah. I don't know what's on the menu. So in years past, we've hosted uh, the Super Bowl, and doing the nacho bar is like, it's a must-have. And the thing is, nacho bar is pretty much a taco bar with more chips. So then you can go, you can lay out the the burrito wrap, the taco shells, the tostada shells, and then the chips. But that's a that's a uh, that's a can't lose on Super Bowl. And I'm more about the nacho bar too because then it's an excuse to just eat queso. Like you don't yeah. have like because with yeah. taco bar you can only put like a little bit yeah. of queso within the taco itself. True. Nacho bar you can just put about like nine chips on a plate spread out and then just dump queso. Or you, you know what you can do It's just it's just go uh, hey where do you keep your cups and then just <laughs> grab like a full coffee cup full of queso and then have a plate of chips and just sit there and it's like. You can finally get the size of the nacho or the queso dip yeah. that you should get at a Blazers game or a sporting event when you get the nachos. And they're like, here's your thimble of cheese that will last for all of two chips. <laughs> and then you've got a bunch of oversalted, a little bit stale chips that aren't going to be that great. You yeah. know, one of the things I also don't. Uh, um, where's your Tupperware cupboard? You got one of those, like, the big ones? One of the things I, uh, when I was going to Super Bowl, because I actually haven't been to a Super Bowl party in maybe like two or three years. Sure. Now. Like, uh, like I told you, like, it's just, I mean, the whole family thing is not really a party. We just get together and yeah, have yeah. dinner and whatever. Just, yeah. But like, one of the things I would always worry about going to a Super Bowl party was if they would have enough food because there was always bound to be that guy there that would get there early and eat all the food. Yeah. Like that's a guy at Super Bowl parties. I don't know if you've ever encountered that guy before. But it's the guy that comes over, gets there early. The food's already spread out because it's a party and it's a yep. whatever. And it's just eating everything. Yeah, I don't know that guy. No, I mean, I, most of the time, so other than the years that I didn't live in the Northwest, it's always my family, but I got a big family. So the, we've always done this. All 40 Bowl. of them. All 48 of us uh, get together for the Super Bowl. Um, but I did do, uh, you know, a handful of Super Bowl parties where I was, you know, living in Las Vegas. We had a great Super Bowl party. That was the Britney Spears Super Bowl I hosted one. Nice. Uh, which was great for that. But Got was, to see some boobs. Like, just a quick, not Britney Spears, Janet Jackson. I think she was in that, too. But, yeah. Or but was she? No, I don't know. No, she was. It was Timberlake, which was well, oh, right, right, Britney Spears, okay. but it wasn't Britney. It was Janet Jackson. Uh, but everybody left the room for that because uh, the house that I lived at had a pool table, so we were all shooting pool. Most everybody was shooting pool in the other room. Me and one guy were like, oh, I guess we'll watch this game since we're not in. And uh, and we caught that. And then that broke the internet. Um, I told you about the New Orleans family yep. that hosted that Super Bowl party. That one was awesome. But for the most part, it's always been the family. And I think it's getting to the point where it's going all the kids are getting old enough that it's going to be about them so my my uh, my nephews both have their birthdays at the end of january and so they are now seven and eight and that's when it got really fun for us when we were kids because we'd always do suicides where you take all the sodas and you oh, yeah. mix them together you get like a dr pepper and orange crush and you're like what do these two taste like together but it became all about us, and I feel like it's it's getting to that age, where, especially with uh, the nephews, where it's going to be like, all right, yeah, you guys do dumb things, we're going to watch, and then we'll all watch a football game. Well, and it's not the excuse of, like, I have to bring the kids, but, like, please tell me you have a kid's room so I can drink beer. Now it's like, we're taking the kids. Yeah. Now they have to actually be entertained, so yeah. whatever this party is, I'm just going to go along with it. Yeah, it's going to yeah. kind of be a kid's party. for a few, And they'll be you know, chucking the ball around the yard oh, before yeah. the game starts. We're getting into that zone, so it'll be – and it's only 
It's a short, short stretch because they'll be teenagers and they won't care. That's right. So they'll just be completely checked out on the whole thing. They'll be, like, they'll be guys... on their Nintendo Switches. <laughs> they'll just sit there on their. They'll be texting each other across the room. Oh my God, your dad's so <laughs> stupid. Oh, Uncle Frank's worse. Yeah. Why is your dad so hot? Whoa. What? That's your uncle. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you guys texting over there? Yeah. It's getting weird. Good job. Thanks, Will. I appreciate that. All right. What to watch in the game. The final breakdown. The bold predictions and analysis. Next in What to Watch. It's Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel. Avid television viewer, Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. All right, what to watch. Biggest football game of the century. Yeah, I think so. I think that qualifies. Tom Brady versus <laughs> Pat Mahomes. Of the century? How do you think about it? Yeah, this century? Eh. Has there been a bigger Super Bowl than this? And this is a bit, maybe this is the biggest Super Bowl ever. You have the, the only time you've had two former Super Bowl MVPs facing off. It's a matchup that CBS eh. wanted from the beginning. Maybe and, the only 18 and 0 team that you would ever see in 07. That was probably a little bigger yeah, than but this. But, I would argue. But we, we only think it's bigger because of the result. I thought. Everybody thought going into that it would be a landslide. It was just a formality that they would beat the Giants. They just beat them like a few weeks earlier, they, the final regular season game. But it was great. Here's a sneaky stat. That was the lowest win difference they had had all season. So you could see it coming. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> anyways, looking back on it may not end up being a great, but I think anticipation-wise, it's hard to beat Patrick Mahomes versus Tomathan Brady. Yes. Tomathan J. Brady. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean. What's so, up? Here's yeah. my question for you. Mm. In what to watch, we usually break down a key element of the game. Are you watching anything besides the quarterbacks in this game? Yeah. Offensive okay. lines. Really? Okay. Oh, F yes, dude. Want to <laughs> talk about a local product? Mike Remmers over on the offensive yeah. line uh, replacing uh, Eric Fisher, uh, their tackle. And if you would like any tape on how that went for the Green Bay Packers in the NFC title mm. game when they had to replace Bakhtiari with, what's his name? I forget. Not Mike Remmers. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, who it was. But they basically just put JPP on him, and they didn't bring any other pressure. It was just one-on-one -on -one situations. JPP had two sacks. Yes, he did. So I would be a little bit worried if I was the Kansas City Chiefs, and if I was Andy Reid, uh, I might try to game plan around moving away from uh, Mike Remmer's side of the ball. I mean, eventually you're going to have to go to that side, but I would try to strategically find counter inside counter plays to just kind of get some misdirection going, at least on the line of scrimmage. But like, that's where I'm looking for it. And then also there's a rookie. Hold on just to scooch here. Uh, rookie. 
crap, crap, crap. Oh, Tristan Wirfs. Wirfs. That's a hell of a name, isn't it? Yes, it so is. So he's the rookie offensive lineman for the Buc uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and there was a game against, I think it was in week five against the Bears. Khalil Mack had like one or two sacks against him just going one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. And I know that's just kind of like one instance, but it's like if you have a blueprint to try to get to Tom Brady, I would pressure Wirfs as much as possible. Sure. Just pick get one on guy. Get <laughs> Get your money's worth. But really, it is about picking on one guy on the line because yeah. and not to rag on a former Beaver, but if we go back to Super Bowl 50, I mean, that's essentially how the Broncos won. I yeah. mean, they just put Von Miller on him every single time, and it was it was lights out, bro. Yeah, well, it's good luck um, when it's Von Miller, too. I mean, but that's the other thing is, you know, the strategy of a defensive line should always be to wear find a weak spot and wear it down. And whether it's one guy or just, you know, it's, if it's one it's guy, that's the key, sure. right? Because that's what I was saying about Bakhtiari being out for the Packers. Like all they had to do was bring Jason Pierre Paul. Well, that was it. Yeah. They didn't have to bring other pressure. That means that like Rogers had to sit in the pocket and like think. Yeah. If, if, I mean, and here's the difference, right? Aaron Rodgers thinking and Patrick Mahomes thinking on the run are two very different things. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to watch for. Well, it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, for me though, it is. It's this game is it's the quarterbacks. I mean, it's it's can Tom Brady, you know, keep the magic going? Can he go and, you know, win a first Super Bowl without without uh Bill Daddy Belichick. Belichick? Yeah, Daddy Belichick running the whole things cuz you know, you go back in a lot of those Super Bowls, especially the last one, it was not a Tom Brady showcase. And outside of the 28-3 deficit, I mean, when has it been all about Tom Brady? It won't be in this game either. So, and I'm not trying to predict that. It's just, can he do what he needs to to outscore the Kansas City Chiefs? Even if they do have weakness on the offensive line, I still expect Kansas City to put up big points. They just, they have too many weapons. Travis Kelsey and uh, Tyreek Hill are as indefensible uh, tight end and wide receiver combination that we can remember in the, you know, in football. And they're going to get open even with the very limited windows uh, that you may have because of pressure on Pat Mahomes and he's great at extending the play well and I think you're also gonna see Tampa Bay try to replicate what the Bills did and uh, let me just say this the Bills were ahead in the AFC title game yeah nine nothing what was nine the, nothing but the, again yeah. here's what you gotta focus on they were ahead nine nothing they were making all the plays they needed to on defense. Their offense could not catch up. I attribute that win that Kansas City had in that game more to their defense than to their offense because basically Patrick Mahomes was limited to making throws yeah. underneath. The Bills were in cover three almost the entire game, and they relied on the idea that, look, Patrick Mahomes is going to get the ball to playmakers. That's fine. I would rather him them get the ball like 10 yards from the line of scrimmage where at least we have a chance of catching them. Yeah. But the, uh, the chiefs did that so many times over and over and over again, that you finally had that break when Tyree kill yep. uh, broke off that like 79 yard run. It was the final break. That's what we also saw in the super bowl last year, right? Patrick Mahomes getting pressured the whole game, having to make underneath throws until finally Tyree kills screaming downfield, like 30 yards, got that catch game was wide open after that football is is more, way more a game of patience than we all realize it's you know the idea of calling the touchdown play on every play seems like a very good idea but it really is a chess match and andy Reid is as good as that as anybody yep. and well, bill's that record after bye week yeah, well and bill belichick was was you know part of the reason that he won so many super bowls he always had a game plan that was going to take away the thing that you do best. Can Bruce Arians and his staff do the same thing to Kansas City that Belichick has done to many a Super Bowl opponent? Um, and can Andy Reid, you know, be patient enough uh, 
to pay off like he has in, in his playoff runs with the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. Because, again, double-digit deficits in every every game last year in the playoffs, a nine-point deficit in the AFC Championship game. They, they won a lot of close games until that Buffalo game because they know that they have the guys and they know that eventually those plays will break. Brady kisses his kid again. Open mouth. Yep. Right on the field. Win or lose? Now, did you tell me last week he did that? Wait, what? I, who was? Somebody told me he oh, no, did kiss his kid in the NFC title game, but I don't think he did. I remember the son coming over from the sideline or up in the stands, but I think it was through the helmet. Yeah, I just remember. Because I had money on that. Oh, did you? Yeah, I just remember him chucking a touchdown pass to uh, the Breeze kids. Oh, that's Tom Brady out there just ah, wrestling around. Hey, great, great career, uh, Drew. I'm going to. I'm going to probably retire uh, myself in five or seven years. That is pretty cool, though. It was very cool. Like, think of that as being kids. Like, I, the kids looked at about, like, what? They looked about seven, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Seven, like, eight. think about not having any frame of reference for that right now as a seven-year-old. And then when you're, like, our age in your 30s, you go back and look at that, and you're like, oh, yeah, I was uh, playing catch with the two greatest quarterbacks of all time. By the way, one of which my dad. Uh, yeah, Breeze, we've heard the story. Shut up. <laughs> You've told that story like 95 times, Dad. Nobody cares. Remember that time? Why didn't you play in the NFL? Remember that time when you were an infant and I put those headphones on you when I won the Super Bowl? Who wins? I originally picked Tampa Bay, but I'm picking the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, flip-flopper. I flip, I flip my pick. Flip-flopper. I'm putting a uh, big chunk of money on... All right. Outside? Up. What? Did you not hear? I don't know. I was going to have you cut me off, but then you weren't ready for it. Oh, so, like yeah. it was suspenseful? Yeah, it's suspenseful. All right. Like people were writing on your every word. Exactly. I know, which is not the truth. All right. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl Chiefs win. Uh, we're done. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.